Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Thankful for the Lord. Glad for the service tonight. Amen. I was glad for the service today. I felt like the will of God was done in the service. I had a burden this morning to pray for Brother Johnny. The Lord would bless him to preach. And, and I believe he preached the right subject and preached it right. Amen. Then Brother Leroy come in and surely he didn't know what you preached about. And he testifying on the same thing. I saw some of you telling others that wasn't here. That Brother Johnny preached on that this morning. That's just wonderful. The Lord's trying to tell us something about working in his vineyard. Amen. Was a blessing to me this morning. And I appreciate these services. What the Lord has done. I feel like I should say something about Uncle Virgil being with us. I certainly am glad that he's with us in service tonight. Amen. In the great battle of the end time. I've uh, had to take some stands. It's been a few months ago I told God, I said, I need to talk to Uncle Virgil. I don't see how I ever can. I don't know that I'll ever have an opportunity. But uh, Uncle Virgil came to Muldrow, and I told him I need to talk with him. He come over to our little cabin and visited with me. If you want to know what we talked about, we talked about holiness as he knew it when he was a boy. Amen. I thought I knew how it was from the Bible, but I wanted to talk to him. And the blessing that day was that the visit was a blessing, Uncle Virgil. It was a blessing. And Brother Virgil come to Muldrow, I believe, one morning was there for service and dinner and visited me and went home. Amen. I saw him at Blanchard just from a distance. Didn't get to talk with him. And, and then tonight he was here in service. And I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad he's with us. I really am. A lot of folks that was with us when we first got saved are gone on. Amen. And I'm glad to be in service with Uncle Virgil again. He's been a blessing to me ever since I was a boy. I talked tonight while he was uh, up here at the front singing, testifying. I thought, I'd like to tell something about the past, about Uncle Virgil. And I thought, I wonder what I could tell that it'd be the the most blessing to me and folk here tonight. And my mind went back to a, when I when I was 14 years old, Uncle Virgil and his family moved to pastor the little church where we uh, had been saved and were going. Amen. And this was in 1944. Amen. And I'd like to tell Brother Virgil where he lived in that Maybe that'll help him remember this happening. From where my dad and us lived on Simons' place on my way, one mile west, and then 
south, uh, maybe less than a quarter on the hill, on the hill, and on your on the east side of the road, on where to live there. Well, I was just a boy and had been saved a year or so, a little over a year, and I. I went to visit Uncle Virgil. That's a good thing about him. He had time to visit with a boy. Amen. And a lot of times I'd ask him questions about the Bible. And I got there, and uh, they were having prayer. And so I didn't know what to do, and I thought the thing for me to do was sit out on the porch and wait till they got to praying. Amen. And I never thought it'd be wrong for me to listen at them pray. I didn't mean to be a spying or anything, which couldn't hardly help but listen. The houses then were boxed houses, not double walls, single wall house. Amen. Cracks in the house everywhere, you know, and uh, couldn't help but hear, especially when you pray like Uncle Virgil and Aunt Lily prayed. Amen. And they were praying in there. After they got to the first prayer, which consists of the, the equivalent of our Father, which art in heaven, I mean, there's a lot of ways to say that. But after they got through uh, thanking the Lord for His goodness and for being saved and, uh, and all those things, and then, then asking the Lord to keep them all the way and all them things, they began to pray for the people in the church. And uh, systematically, I don't think they agreed on it, but, but systematically they started down at the south end of the community and, and began to pray. And see, I knew the community just like they did. And they prayed for every member of every family they could think of. Amen. And by the time they got through praying for the first family, I'll tell you, I was blessed. I was just blessed. There's long ways from our house. Amen. Prayed for family or two, and then I, in my mind's eye, I looked up the road, and I thought, uh-oh, there's the next house. These folks don't like a burden. Hey, I mean, probably hadn't told him, but uh, they, they didn't like holiness, and uh, they were some of the first to want to go the worldly way and say that... Uh, Man looked on the outward appearance, and God looked on the heart. And they were still praying for these folks in this house, and I'm looking up here at this house, and I thought, what are they going to do about them folks? Amen. Praise God. I'd been around long enough until I knew how some folks done it. And when they come to that house, they prayed for them just like they did the other folks. Amen. Amen. And while they was praying for them folks in that house, I settled it once for time and eternity. I'm going with this people. This is the people I'm going with. If you can pray for folks that are against you and talk about you, and pray for them earnestly and sincerely, and not ask any of the wrath of God to fall on them, not ask God to, to do anything to humble them, just just pray for them like you did everybody else. I tell you, I sat there on the porch and I wept and cried till I missed three or four houses. Amen. Amen. When I, when I
When I got through with mine, they were still a praying, coming right on up the road. And a little bit, I thought, well, next house is ours. Amen. And oh, how they prayed for my father and my mother. And they prayed for my brother that was in the army and in the war. And they prayed for my oldest sister that just lost her husband in, in the war. And then they prayed for my next sister, which was your your mother, your grandmother. And they prayed for your daddy. He was in the war. Amen. Amen. And I was sitting here enjoying it, saying, Do, Lord, grant it. Do, Lord. Oh, God, do, Lord. Amen. And then, age-wise, I knew who's coming next. They prayed for me. Amen. Prayed for my little brother, Kenneth. Amen. Thomas wasn't born then. And they moved on up the road. <laughs> Amen. One more thing, and I'll try to move on and preach to you. Amen. Up the road lived some folks that they loved, Uncle Virgil, but uh, they didn't like the way his family dressed. Uh, you know, they, uh, well, they said that just uh, kindly life in life. They said, well, probably the reason them girls, the young folks said this, probably the reason them girls have long sleeves, their elbows are probably rusted. <laughs> That's what they arrived at. Amen. And when Uncle Virgil went to Nate Lily went to praying for them, they just prayed for them real good too. The old folks was far Uncle Virgil, but the young folks, they talking that away. He prayed for it. They prayed for every member of their family too. And praise God. And you know what? Many, many a time down through life, I thought about that prayer. And I pastor churches all over the country, from New Mexico to Virginia. Amen. I've had problems too. Amen. But at times when I didn't know what to do, I remembered that prayer that morning. Amen. Praise God. And I, I appreciate that, Uncle Virgil. I still appreciate that. Amen. We're glad for all of you all. My, it's a wonderful day with you today. Thank you all for the good dinner and and most of all for fellowship. Oh, I just enjoyed being with you so good. Amen. Hallelujah. I've enjoyed this meeting. Praise God. I didn't come to stay, but I come to enjoy it while I was here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know what I should preach hardly tonight, but I felt like the preaching was so wonderful this morning. And I'd like to tell you what all I know about them labors, but uh, I don't think I don't think I should do that. Uh, turn with me to the 25th chapter of Matthew. <clears throat> Verse 14, amen. Matthew 25 and 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country 
who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Uh, then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. Uh, but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. So uh, he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then, when, then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee, thou, thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth, and lo, thou, there thou hast that is thine. And his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not sowed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, notice that, exchangers, then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents, for unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And if God would help me, I would like to preach to you what God has given me about these talents. Amen. That's all I can give is just what he's given me about these talents. There's others that could probably give you more than I can about these talents. 
There are some that probably couldn't give you as much as I can about these talents. But there will be a reckoning day between me and God. There will be a day I must give account, praise God, of my uh, servant, servitude or my stewardship, whatever. First of all, I'd like to tell you that these talents are not the ability to make music or sing or preach. Some folks think they are, but it isn't. Because if it was, uh, I believe I can preach a little by the help of God. And I can trade around and that fall be playing the piano. Come on, did you follow me? If that's what talents are. <laughs> and I can trade around first thing you know and be playing trombone but ain't no way ain't no way these talents my friend are spiritual riches these talents are the true riches these talents are the things the Lord has committed to our trust everybody that's become a servant of the Lord the Lord gave you some spiritual riches. Amen. Amen. And this fits in with no man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel or under a bed, but he puts it on the candlestick that it'll give light to all them that are in the house. This man that buried his one talent, he is like the man that lit a candle and put it on the bed. I mean, this talent was not to be buried. Amen. Well, praise God. These talents can be traded. Amen. Spiritual riches can be traded. Amen. Now, don't fall out with me before you see what I'm talking about. The Lord said, Thou oughtest therefore to put my money to the exchanger. Huh? Huh? Does not the Bible say, Freely ye have received? Freely give. Amen. I praise God for everybody that I've ever met that had some of the true riches. My life was made richer by meeting them. Amen. Are you following me? Praise God. Everybody that God has given something that pertains to the kingdom of God, they're a blessing to me. Amen. If it's something I already have, it's still a blessing to me. Amen. Because I know who gives spiritual riches. Amen. If you understand about the kingdom of God, if you understand about really being born again, if you understand what it means for the Lord to even deal with your heart, amen, I know where you got that. Amen. I know where that comes from. I recognize it. Amen. Amen. 
I've been in a few foreign countries, not many, but some. Amen. But every foreign country I've been in, one American dollar means more than any exchange you can name. Amen. Make no difference what they had for sale or the service they give. If you can pay them in American dollars, they seem to know us, and they were looking for one American dollar. I went on a visit once to some foreign countries, and someone gave me a tip, said take plenty of $1 bills. They'll do as much as a 5 or 10. Amen. And the folks that don't know, don't know nothing about our exchange, only one American dollar. A one will do as much good as a five or a ten. Uh, and the reason why most of their services they give is, uh, is uh, a, a equivalent, they think, to one American dollar. They're prepared to, to deal with one American dollar. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And it'll surprise you in some foreign lands what one American dollar will do. You can even give them more of the equivalent in their own money, and they'd still rather have one American dollar. Amen. And so it is with the true riches. When you go to dealing with people that know about heaven's riches, that know about spiritual riches, that know about the riches of Christ and the kingdom of God. Amen. They'd rather have that exchange than a hundred dollar bill. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? When you're sick and needing help, if you can see somebody coming with just any amount of spiritual riches, whether it's just one talent or five, it'll make no difference. If they have spiritual riches, who knows but what God's given what God has given them will help us in this hour. Amen. Praise God. It don't it don't work in the way that if I've got more than you, uh, maybe uh, uh, that I have everything you have. Sometimes it means that you have something I don't have, even if I have more than you have. Now, that may not sound right, but that is right. The Bible said a child shall lead them. Don't ever underestimate the true riches of God. Amen. Don't ever underestimate what God's given you. You may discount it. And say, what? Well, I just have such a little. I've heard a lot of folks say, I just have such a little. And other folks can do so much. Amen. Till if you ain't careful, you'll talk yourself out of giving your money to the exchanger. Amen. This is the only uh, minimum of exchange that I know. That you can have two talents. And I can have two talents. I'm talking about spiritual riches. And we can spend a few hours together. 
in fellowship and communion. And you can leave with four talents, and I can leave with four talents. Both of us, lives are enriched. Amen. I never heard anybody testify that God had done something for them, but what my life was enriched by that testimony. Amen. Whether it was a few words or many, I never heard the man preach that was actually called of God, and God had gave him something. But when he got through preaching, I was richer. Amen. Praise God. I remember when we lived at Mara, Arkansas, Sister Annie Lofton, uh, Lofton, she lived to be up in her 80s and never been married. She got the blessing many years before. Amen. And uh, I believe in the about, uh, about eight years I was there, she told her experience of being saved three times, the best I remember. Oh, it had been better if she'd have told us more often. Amen. But you see, she felt very inferior. She lived with her brother and his wife. And she thought they were doing her a favor by giving her a place to live. And the truth was, their home was blessed by her presence. And she thought the church was doing her favor to let her go with us. Amen. But the truth was, our journey was made better to have her with us. And I'd like to tell every one of you all, if you've got spiritual riches, if God's ever dealt with you on any Bible scripture, or God's ever given you anything in your life, amen, those riches don't belong to you. You have no right to discredit them because you're the ones that have them. It don't make no difference whether you're tall or short. If you go into foreign land, if you've got one American dollar, they're looking at it. They're not looking at you. I've gone into the bank a few times when I was working. Amen. And I found out something even about our people. Praise God. If you go into the bank with a handful of money to make a deposit or to pay your payment, amen, the bankers will be looking at that money and they won't notice you've got on your work clothes, amen. But if you go in there to tell them you can't pay the payment and you need to put it off, you better put on your suit, amen. Well, you better dress up, amen. Oh, help me while I preach. You know, that's the thing I've learned about God's people. I've, uh, I've preached in their pulpits, been in their churches, stayed in their homes, slept in their beds, ate at their tables. And I find what makes me welcome among them is if I have spiritual riches. Amen. They'll, they'll look over the human part of me. They'll forgive me for being old or young or bald-headed or gray or whatever. They'll forgive me if I get my words mixed up and say them backward if I just have true riches. Amen. Glory. And people that don't know the value of true riches, 
They won't appreciate me whatever I do. Amen. Oh, help me preach. Praise God. And Sister Annie would tell us how she got saved, how the Lord in His mercy saved her. And Saturday night, Sunday morning, she come back and the Lord sanctified her. She told us how she throwed the old tin box away, she'd say. And she'd say, I never picked it up since that day. And some of the folks was happy for her to say she throwed the old tin box away. And they just couldn't keep from shouting when she said that. But when she said, I ain't never picked it up again, they thought she is throwing the tin box at them. Amen. Amen. But see, I, I didn't even use the tin box. And what I did use, I've left it lay down. And so we just enjoyed it. She come back Sunday night and received the Holy Ghost. Amen. And like I say, she told that three times. And after the first time she told that in my presence, when I saw her get up and I saw she's fixing to tell it again. Amen. Everything in me got tense. And everything in me said, get this now, Amos get this. Why? It's eternal riches. Amen. Glory. Glory. I'd like to tell every one of you all, and all of you, and I wish I could preach to everybody in the Cookston Hills tonight and tell them what God's given you still belongs to God because you belong to God. You're His servant and you have His talents or His pounds or, or his scriptures or his soul. Come on. Or his spirit or his blessing. Whatever he's given you. And there will be a day you'll have to reckon with him what you've done with his. Amen. Amen. And he'd like for us to, come on, he'd like for us to give it all away. Because he said, freely ye have received, freely give. And then he said, give and it shall be given you. Brother, there's a people in this world, the more they give away, the more they have. I'm not talking about uh, one American dollar. I'm talking about true riches. The more they give away, the more they have. Amen. I remember a day in Virginia that I got to visit with a man that uh, really didn't appreciate my presence in the community when I first went. I, brought, I bought some property that uh, him and the former owner had had some problems. And see, he didn't like the owner and he didn't like the property and he didn't like anybody that bought. He didn't think. Amen. Come on. Everything in this world's not fair. Amen. Everything in this world's not fair. It though no reflections on me what the man that owned the property before me did. Amen. Or does it? Does it to y'all? Amen. Can you buy can you buy a house on the wrong corner in Marble City and your thumbs down on you when you first come? Some folks are that away. Amen. But I remember as I uh, 
tried to be friends with him and finally one day he come where I was loading logs on this place I bought. He come to visit with me. Well, that is good. Amen. And I said, George, uh, don't you think it's about time for, for you to get saved? You're getting up in years, you know. George Holly was his name. And uh, he said, I suppose so. But he said, I won't tell you, Amos. And he started telling me the uh, history of, uh, of uh, his offense and what is wrong. Folks he knew that had done wrong and claimed. And you've heard them old stories, haven't you? <laughs> that kind of treasure ain't worth much. Amen. Won't buy nothing. And I thought, wait a minute. The God of heaven requires me as his servant to not let this stop here while we're having to deal with unpleasant things. I remember standing on the back of my truck and he was a little ways over there. I was loading the truck and he is a visiting with me. And I remember taking off my hat and I said George everything you've said is probably right that's probably true but I said what God's done for me amen has nothing to do with what people have done to you <laughs> and I started telling him my story how the Lord saved me Uncle Virgil God saved my family when we was lost. God saved my father, Johnny's grandfather. Praise God. When Mama would give up on him, amen. He'd never do no better. Amen. I remember the last big fuss they had over him getting drunk. Amen. Amen. He tried to, he tried to tell her that a man named... What was that Hurley man's first name? I don't know. Hurley, Hurley, you may have not have knew him. He had a little old ride, that fella, and you know what size daddy was. And daddy was drunk, and he is trying to get out from mama's hot tongue. She is laying it on him. Hey, Beth. And he said this little Hurley man twisted his arm and made him drink. <laughs> yeah, y'all probably don't know that. I remember that. I was a boy about 10. Amen. Uncle Virgil, we'd moved in the house with them. They'd just moved out. And Daddy done good long as Uncle Virgil lived in the house with us. But then when he moved out, uh, praise God, things are just like they always was. And then I remember Daddy told Mama, said, it looks like I need to quit going to town. I think I'll just let Gene go and buy the groceries, and I'll just stay here on Mr. Hamburg's farm. Amen. Praise God. They made that agreement, and things went better for a while, and then we, we got, without him a-drinking, we got able to get us an old car. And when we did, Daddy said, my mind going to town without you. We begin to go to town as a family, and things is better. Amen. Amen. I told him how God saved my father and mother, and how my mother quit her chewing tobacco. Amen. Daddy already quit his drinking before he got saved, but he got grace. And he lived 24 years after he got saved, never got drunk again. 
Amen. I told him about my handicap and, and how the Lord called me to preach when I couldn't even tell you my name. Amen. And George Holly sat over there and believed every word I said. Amen. Praise God. Told him about that glorious night in Oklahoma City when the Lord loosed my stammering tongue and I preached as freely as I'm preaching now. Amen. For the first time. I told him how I traveled and preached for 10 years without my speech improving any out of the pulpit. Amen. Preachers had to uh, try to visit with me, and I, I, I praise God. I felt sorry for them, and they felt sorry for me because I couldn't even visit. One fellow, Curly Mayfield, come to Smithville, and I was preaching the meeting at Smithville, and you was pastor there, and Curly Mayfield said to Brother Hamas. In fact, he said, I picked out somebody I thought was pretty intelligent to tell me how to get out of that country. And so I come and talked to Brother Hamas, and I asked him, uh, I told him how I come in, and he said, isn't he a better way out of here? And I began to try to tell him, and he said later, said, I wished I had never asked him. Amen. I saw you suffering trying to tell me, and I was suffering trying to hear. Amen. Hallelujah. And after 10 years, my speech began to improve. And, oh, I told him my story the best I could. I laid my talents out before him. Here's what God gave me. Amen. And you know, from that day, things was never the same that they'd been between me and George Holly. He is always glad to see me fussed at me if I didn't stop and visit with him. Said, Preacher, you're so busy you don't have time to let the flowers bloom around your feet. He said, I visited with him a lot of times and then I come home uh, uh, the time I'd been off of preaching and I come home and he flagged me down said, Davis, I got something to tell you. I said, what is it, George? He said, I got saved. And I wish you'd have been there. I wish you'd have been there said, you're the cause of me seeking the Lord. It wasn't me. But you see, God may not have given me but one talent, but I'm ready to unwrap it. I'm ready to show it to you. Amen. I'm ready to try to give it to you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you. Somebody said, you better watch now about that. Folks will think you can save folks. I sure can't. But I can share what God's done with me. And many times enough of that riches gets a hold of them till they have to go see the Lord about it. Oh, oh yes. I want to tell every one of you, you don't have to sing to have a talent. I mean, if you can, fine. But that ain't it. You don't have to be able to testify good. You don't have to be good with words. It don't make no difference if you if you say everything backwards and praise God. It don't make no difference if you have such a Oklahoma brogue till if you ever leave Oklahoma, folks will laugh at you for the way you talk. They've laughed at me all over the country. Where are you from? They says. Amen. Amen. There's been a few folks met me a long ways from here, and they said, you're either from Oklahoma or Texas. I said, how do you know by the way you talk? Somebody asked me once, where you live? I said, I live in Virginia. They said, you ain't from there. 
Amen. My speech betrayed me. But it don't make any difference. I believe you could be a, a deaf mute. And if you had spiritual riches, amen, and you tried to communicate with somebody, they might not, you might not say a word, but they'd get what you was getting at. Amen. Amen. I read in the Bible, praise God in the Bible, about a man that preached a sermon. He didn't say one word. But his story stirred the country. And they waited for nine long months to find out what he was talking about. He was an old man. He had been in the temple of the Lord. He'd been serving his course. And there appeared an angel to him and talked with him and he couldn't even believe what the angel said and don't throw no stones at him praise God praise God if you was as old as he was and your wife was as old as his wife it'd been hard for you to believe it too amen they'd been married for years never had a child and here this this being stands by the altar and telling him your wife Elizabeth's gonna bear a son well, who would believe any such stuff as that? Amen. He couldn't believe it. He just couldn't get a hold of it. Amen. He was even righteous before the Lord, and he couldn't get a hold of it. Let me preach to you. Amen. God's riches so exceeds anything we've been used to. Till even if you're the best of Christians, sometimes it'll be hard for you to grasp what he what he's telling. Amen. He finally told him who he was. The angel finally told him who he was, and that should have fixed it. I'm Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God. He still couldn't believe it, and he said, "You'll be dumb. You'll not." Speak a word till my, till my words are fulfilled. And he come out of that temple. Amen. And some way or another, he let them know that he had saw an angel. Amen. I don't know how he done it. He might have pointed in there and done this way and this way and showed him how tall he was. And he right by the altar. I don't know what all he done, but he got the message across, and the whole country waited. And when John, his son, was born, praise God, and they got into family row about what they named him. Amen. Amen. Elizabeth affirmed his name's John. It ain't that we're going to name him. His name is John. We got his name before we got him. His name is John. Amen. Finally, they asked Zachariah, and he called for a writing cabinet. I don't know how he done that either. Do you? He didn't talk. He didn't speak English or Hebrew, or Arabic, Greek, none of that. Uh, help me while I preach. Somewhere, and I suppose he done it something like this. And they brought him a writing tablet. And when he wrote his name is John, his tongue was loosed. You talk about riches. I don't care what God does for you. You hear me. The preachers had tried to tell me if you want anybody healed in your meeting, you must preach on divine healing. Well, ain't that a sight? 
Amen. I don't know about that. He told me to preach the gospel and to heal the sick. And I just kind of believe when you get in the true riches of God, just about anything in there will heal you. Amen. I mean, I mean God's in His riches. Come on, help me preach. Amen. You should have given my money to the exchangers, he said. And when I come, I'd have got my own with usury. Will you admit to me that in the church world today, most of the folks that are honest is wanting to get back what they had when the Lord gave them that. Amen. But God's expecting us to have more than we had when he gave it to us. He's expecting me to give mine to you and you give yours to me and let's fellowship together and like the song said, let's go on. Let's go on. Talking about this good old way. Let's go on. Let's go on. Talking about the Lord. If you ever meet anybody like old sister Harper from Norman, and you're as sick as you can be, if you can get her to tell about that day when they were out of groceries and her husband had been out of a job and finally got one, they had to wait two weeks for a check and depression was on and she had five little children and she had to be the strong one in the home and please forgive me if you don't understand that but uh, he didn't hardly have the ability he needed and and she carried she pulled the load and i thank god for every wife that has to pull the load and will pull it amen she had to pull the load one day she's down to praying praying for God to give her something to feed her family on that night. They had ran out of everything. Uncle Virgil's heard her testify about this. Amen. And she said when she prayed through, the Lord told her in that flower bin and shook her hand and went to shouting hallelujah. When she did, God went to blessing her and she danced around that flower bin with her hand in that flower bin. When she got through shopping, there was enough flour in there to make bread and gravy. Amen for her family. Praise God. And they lived on that. Could I say hallelujah flour? Amen. For about two weeks till he drawed a check. Now listen. If you're bad sick, if you could just help her come. Amen. And how prayer with you and testify about how God put flour in her bin. It'll take the fever off of your brow. You hear me. Do you know the value of spiritual riches? Amen. Oh, I wish I could preach. And listen, don't you hide what you got from the church or from this world. Don't you hide what God's given you. Whatever He's given you is real. Amen. Somebody else may have a load of wood. And somebody else, God works this way. Praise God may have a little oil to pour on it. But they need your match to build a fire. Amen. Oh, 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 I wish I could preach. 
It ain't complete. Without what we've got, you should have given my money to the exchangers. And when I come back, you'd have been able to give me what I give you and more besides. Oh, hey, I'd just love to keep working on this building, wouldn't you? I'd love to hear what God's done for you. You said I told it and told it. Well, it don't wear with a tongue. Praise God, it only brightens it. Amen. It only runs or rubs the rust off and the tarnish off. Come on, help me while I preach. Tell it again. I mean, tell it again. And tell it full strength and rejoice in what God's done for you. And one of these days, we'll hear him say, Well done. I'm feeling like preaching and don't take offense at me. Us holding this, folks, and I place myself in with you. We feel comfortable and we feel complimented if we can say I've still got what I started with. Huh? Don't we? Do we? I mean, do we? But listen, friend, God's going to expect usury from us when he comes back. God, come on. It's getting quieter and quieter. I've heard some people warn against trading, said you'll trade out. Well, you will a horse trading. Amen. But you just give your testimony to everybody that'll listen. You'll have more than you had before. You sing it to everybody that'll take your song. Glory! Glory! You pray for everybody that'll let you pray for them. Amen. And pray for them that won't let you when you get out of their presence. And someday you'll stand before him with more than he gave you. You may not know it. Praise God. You may figure that, uh, well, I ain't never done nothing to help nobody. I read it. Well, praise God. It's getting quieter and quieter. But I'm a touching what needs to be touched here tonight. Amen. I guarantee you, you get the blessing real good. You don't ever share it with nobody. You don't ever speak about it. Amen. You don't ever do anything to keep it up to date. And your light will go out. Amen. You made your talent. Amen. Come on. Help me. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. I read about a bunch of folks stood on the right hand of Christ at the great judgment day. They stood on the right hand. And he said, Come, ye blessed of my Father. Said, I was hungry, and you fed me. Did you read that? Amen. I was wicked, and you clothed me. Amen. I was sick and I was in prison and you visited me. There may be something else he said. And them righteous people on his right hand said, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you? I always wanted to, but I never do remember feeding you. And he said, in the much as you've done it to the least of these, my brother, you've done it to me. Amen. Amen. 
Well, I'm a feeling good here tonight. God's been a blessing us, and we've come come to this service, and I hope we'll go on from here. But for us to go on from here, did I preach to you the other night? Amen. That we should requite the Lord. Well, I'm preaching that same message only from the different actors, different characters, different different everything. And then on the great judgment day, if I read it right, the reckoning day, the Lord said, take this talent from him and give it to him that has ten. For to everyone that hath, amen, shall be given, and he shall have abundance. (laughs) And I love you, but let me tell you something. The people of God that takes care of what heaven gives them and uses it like heaven wants them to use it, they're going to keep getting richer. Even, and bless your heart now, don't you, don't you run back or told me, but they're going to get richer after they die. Amen. Blessed are the dead that die in the Lord from henceforth, saith the Lord. Amen. They shall rest from their labors, and their works follow him. Amen. Let me preach a little more to try to prove my point there. The man that had ten talents walked away from the reckoning day with eleven. Am I right? The Lord just gave him five. Amen. Well, glory. Can you take that? I mean, can you take that as good as Zechariah took that news? Amen. Hallelujah. And not only did he walk away with 11 talents, amen, but he walked away from there with this. Amen. I'll make you ruler over many things. I believe it'll take a long eternity for us to discover the true riches of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Let me say some more. Oh, glory. You know, I don't mean to brag, but over in the little church in Poor Valley, some folks there has been able to take this a little farther than a lot of folks have. Amen. And I won't tell you about it. I mentioned a time or two about Brother Bobby Dye that had a bad back. And uh, his wife had to drive him to church that Sunday morning. Praise God, he walked down the aisle holding to the backs of the seat to get to their seat. He sat on the second seat by Conquer Virgil is there and his wife beside him. And, you know, that morning, God got to blessing the service and healed him of his back. Amen. And he said later, I was so glad Brother Havis didn't ask me to testify. said, usually when he thinks anybody's been saved or, or been healed, he asked them to testify. And I was praying, Lord, don't let him ask me. Well, I, I dismissed the service and he went home. And he wanted to be sure he is healed. He hadn't been able to dress himself for a long time. His wife put his socks and shoes on, every bit of his clothes on. He couldn't stoop over. He couldn't, couldn't hardly do anything. She'd hip him out of bed and get him on his feet. He'd go to work and stay on his feet all day. And when he, when he got back home and went to bed, he'd have to be helped out of the bed again. 
Thank God for a man that'll work to support his family even when he's not able. Well, God healed him and he went home. Got out of the car and went in the house and walked past the whole family and went back to his bedroom. Pulled off his, all of his clothes, every stitch of them, pulled off his shoes and his socks. Got up and stood up in the middle of his bedroom, turned around. Praise God, went in the... Uh, putting his clothes back on, got all dressed, shoes and socks and shoes tied and everything, walked back in the kitchen where there's a fixing dinner and said, I'm healed. Amen. Praise the God. I'm healed. Come to church that night and testified to his healing and that he encouraged some more folks and a, a little girl that was about eight months old, never been able to sleep since she'd been in this world. Wore mother out and her grandmother out and uh, wore some of the neighbors out. Just cried all the time. Sleep little naps all day and all night. Just little few moments. Amen. And they brought her for prayer that night. And God healed her and she went home that night and slept eight hours. Been sleeping good ever since. Amen. Bobby testified that night and said, I'm healed. God healed my back. Amen. But you know what he done? He went home and began to examine uh, what God had done for him. Amen. And I'd like to say when he went to examining what God done for him, God done a lot more for him than he thought. See, he had been so miserable till he had many nights had drove his pickup way back in the big mountains and got out and walked down the top of the mountain all night. Too miserable to stay at home. Amen. Praise God. That's right. He'd been prayed for at the meetings many times and felt better than before he got back home. He is in that same depression. I remember the service he got back. He got up and he said, I testified to you folks that God had healed me. He said, I didn't do that right. I've got to confess I didn't do that right. If I'd have said what really happened, I'd have said it this way. He healed me, and he healed me, and he healed me. He said he healed my back, but that is the least thing. He healed my mind, and he healed my soul. Since then, there's been times he testified in his own church told the same story over and over. And every time he tells it, we like it better. Amen. Because he's discovered. That he's forever discovered what else the Lord's done for him. He's testified two hours and folks didn't want him to quit. They had cried every five minutes while he is a testified. Oh, glory! Listen, how much has God done for you? You'll never know with it wrapped up and buried. Amen. You you won't even know as long as it's wrapped. Come on! And it wrapped up and buried. Glory! Glory! Well, I see you may be getting a little tired. Let me go a little far. This man with this one thought, I can relate with him better than the two or the five. I doubt that I have that kind of ability. But I do have enough ability till I got in on the true riches. Amen. Probably you'd call me Mr. One Talent. Amen. And there's probably been times I was afraid I'd lose it and I knew I'd get in trouble if I did. 
There's probably been times I buried it. But you know, if the Lord gave me the talent, and if you read this story correctly, this man had the talent until reckoning day. Am I right? He still had the talent at reckoning day. If I buried it, let me ask y'all, how, how merciful are you to me? If I buried it, can I dig it up any time that I decide I believe I'll, I believe I'll go take that up? And I believe I'll show my family what God done for me. Come on. I'd consider this a great revival if I could get everybody to go dig up what God's given. Amen. <laughs> and go to work with it. I mean, I may have to go on the double. Praise God, I may have to uh, praise God do double time. And I may have to work overtime. But don't you think long as I've got this talent, it would help if I'd give it to the exchanger. Don't you know? Did you ever have anybody to pay you with some old money? I mean, uh, I've had a few folks to pay me for something, cash, and the money smelt molded. Amen. <laughs> they had it in the trunk car, in the cellar. Amen. They wouldn't tell you where they kept it, but it was moldy. Amen. You know what? I believe I wish a bunch of folks would dig up their old molded treasures. God give them. You pass it around a little bit, it'll lose that musty smell. Come on! And folks that know about true riches, they'll not slur you. Amen. That's right. That's right. Let's see. I, I was in Israel and I paid for something with a $20 bill, I'd run out of ones. I think I took 75 ones with me, and I didn't buy nothing to eat with them. I just, other little things, and I'd run out of ones. And I come to this shop, and I wanted something, and I, I gave a man a $20 bill, and he said, don't you have one American dollar? I said, no, sir. Is <laughs> all I've got. Well, he said, don't some of your, your people have one American dollar? And I said, they may have one, but they don't have change for 20. Oh! He act like I was uh, doing something terrible because I was uh, wanting change. Amen. And when he paid me change, I saw why. Amen. He went back and in the back. It was gone a long time. He come back with a $10 bill and a 5 and four ones, and they were all silver certificates. <laughs> oh, heaven, don't ever redo their money. But I tell you, your old treasures are just worth as much, or maybe more, than they were. Amen. Well, praise God. Amen. I know in our day-to-day -day they say, they say, uh, give us something up to date. Testify something in this day. That's good. And I'm not against that. Amen. We need some up-to-date 
testimonies. But the Bible said every scribe that's instructed in the kingdom of God is likened to a man that is a householder that brings forth out of his treasure good things old and new. Amen. Amen. Well, I preach my best. God bless you. I'm just preaching my best. I wish if there's anybody here tonight that God's done more for you than you've ever really praised Him for like you should or you've ever really served Him for like you should. I wish you'd start digging around this altar and, and end up digging in your own home and till you find your treasures. Amen. This revival will be better if you'll bring what you've got. Amen. Well, I can't hardly quit here. When Jesus called the disciples and said, Come and dine, He told them, said, Bring a bat you took to. Amen. Listen. God may give us bread from heaven, but He'd like to have also what you've got to put in there. When the Lord fed the 5,000, He did not start with manna. He did not start with bread from heaven. He started with a little boy's lunch. Amen. And He blessed it and broke it. Oh, glory. Glory. When he got to breaking, he fed 5,000 and they gathered up 12 baskets of fragments. Amen. Oh, I've just preached my best to you today. I'm trying to glorify the Lord. I'm trying to tell you the true value of these eternal, spiritual, true riches. Amen. If you've got some of it, any amount of it, bring it. Put it in the meeting. Amen. You'll go home with more than you had. You'll go home encouraged instead of being discouraged. That's discouraged. I'll guarantee you, you ain't had your talent out lately. Amen. You've not put it on display. Hallelujah. The longer it molders in the ground, the less you'll think it's worth. Amen. Well, boy, I can't hardly quit. For a little bit, I just shout a while before I sit down. But I tell you, if it's real years ago and you've still got it, it's real tonight. Amen. It's the same it's always been. And let no man take your crown. I've done my best to preach. I don't know what to do with the service to you. If you do, take it. If you don't, I'm going to call them into prayer. Come and let's see God. Search your treasure. What has he done for you? What has he done for you? What has he given you? Let's get around the altar. God of all. God bless you, everyone. I'm glad for everybody that's been again in this meeting. And we have. Amen. Let the Lord multiply what you've got again. And again.